Welcome back. Bill Michael Show. We continue on on this Tuesday edition. Sun breaking through, warming up a little bit. I love it. Love it. It's just a little closer to baseball. Don't forget, coming up on opening day, the Brewers' home opener, April 3rd. We're going to be live at Stenny, second and national, Walker's Point. Looking forward to heading down there. So if you want to come by and enjoy some, uh, some food and obviously take the shuttle over to the Brewers' opening day game, feel free to join us as we're going to be down there on uh, Monday, April 3rd for the Brewers' home opener. So come on by and say hello. Looking forward to our opening day broadcast as always. Joining us now on our hotline is our buddy, uh, speaking of some Brewers baseball, Kevin Holden, CBS 58, now joining us. Uh, Kevin, how you been, pal? Billy, Mike, I'm good, man. I, I got to tell you, I, I tried to get out here in this weather and uh, and enjoy a little uh, a little cardio. So if I'm uh, a little out of breath, that's that's my off-season shape coming through. There's nothing wrong with that. I understand. Uh, hey, if you want to take a little time to take a breather during uh, questions, I can do that. I can talk a little bit longer to let you catch up and get your win. Hey, uh, I know that uh, you were uh, doing some time out there in Arizona. You've had a chance to kind of see the Brewers up close and personal. Uh, we know they've had a few nagging injuries, but beyond that, it's been a pretty clean camp, nothing major. So give me your thoughts on this team overall right now. You know, I, I hope that uh, that the Brewers find a couple of guys to, to work in the middle of that batting order that'll just be mashers, you know, whether it's Rowdy, whether it's, you know, Luke Voigt at first base. If Larissa Rios can keep this hot streak going, that would be fantastic because they've got great pitching. Brandon Woodruff looks better than he did before. Uh, possibly a Cy Young candidate in my mind. And you've got Corbin Burns who already won a Cy Young. So they can pitch with anybody in the National League. Just find those runs. And uh, honestly, they they right there to win the Central. So I, I guess offensively, let's start there because we know the the starting pitching should be pretty good. But offensively, where is there going to be more? Do you foresee more consistency than what we saw last year? I mean, Hunter Renfro was their best hitter, and he only hit two fifty four. Yeah, and, and he's gone too. That's the other right. half is they they have to replace that. They have to hope that Jesse Winker can give them what Hunter Renfro did. I mean, I think that'd be a nice one for one if that could happen. I think where they could make the biggest uh, jump has to do with, well, for one, young guys and Garrett Mitchell. Hopefully, will get a chance to settle into a greater role for a greater part of the season. Uh, got a lot of good feelings about what he can do. Uh, young, aggressive got speed got that power i think this is a guy that could really help set the table for them uh and the other half is from the catcher position uh i think Contreras. Uh, first of all was it was a, just a terrific addition by matt arnold that as the tail end of the josh Hader trade made it sting a little bit less and uh he's a guy that uh not only i think will be fine behind the plate but he'll swing a bat he'll be a middle of the order or maybe bottom middle of the order kind of guy and uh, I think he's going to be a huge difference maker. So center field and catcher, I think, just automatically will be better this year. Yeah, Garrett Mitchell had a little bit of uh, an injury during uh, tr- uh, during spring training. Uh, he's all good, ready to go? I, to, to my knowledge, everything seems to be all right. I think, uh, you know, it's so different when you have these in, uh, in February and March because something that might keep you out a day in the regular season keeps you out four or five or a week or whatever during the spring. So, it's. Uh, I, I don't read that much into it. I think. Uh, you know. I think we're going to be seeing him out there. I imagine we'll see him out there from day one. But if not, I think it won't be long. So uh, go over to third base. Urias. Is, he won that position a couple of years ago in the postseason. Played spectacular. Give me your thoughts on Urias over at third. So you remember when he was playing short before the Adamas trade? 
and Rios was having trouble with short throws, throws to second base. And, and the thought was, man, there's a little bit of the yips here. And I think that offensively, uh, you know, he kind of capped out a little bit because if your brain is on that defense, you can't be 100% on your offense. Uh, I think now as a third baseman, he can settle in well. The arm is going to be fine. And if he gets in a groove there, I think the bat is better. And that's why I think that his spring has meant a little more to me. What he's done in the WBC has meant a little more to me than most because, you know, he's settling in, going to play, a, you know, this position on a regular basis. And if he's got his old bat and he can play third, then the debate is settled. Like, there is no other need at third base. Let him be the guy every day because he's a terrific player. He just ran into a bump there uh, right about the time of the Adamas trade. The, uh, the, the, the second base position, you had kind of mentioned that a little while ago as we got into this, and, and Bryce Terang being the, the second baseman right now. How stable do you think that is? Because he, he's not projected to give you much of an average, a two thirty six batting average, three forty one slugging percentage. So give me your thoughts on, because last year, Colton Wong, who was so good in the leadoff position a couple of years ago, didn't give you much offensively. And then defensively, it seemed like the, the poor offense affected his defense. Yeah, that's that will happen too. And in the case of of Terang, you're talking about somebody making that jump, you know, right now. He hasn't had much chance to make that jump, uh, you know, before this point at the big league level. So he's going to have that on his mind as he's working his way into the into that uh, you know rotation into that position. So yeah, it's probably one where you know you could see uh, you know some movement around the infield. You could see you know some some guys, uh, other guys playing that position here and there. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be interesting though because Terang was a few years ago right at the top of the Brewers prospect list and he hasn't really slid that far off the list. They've just gotten other guys who they've acquired who've gotten better or they've drafted who've gotten better and jumped up on that list. But he's still the kind of guy at just 23 that uh, you know it takes that jump. He could make an impact immediately. Uh, we know Tyrone Taylor had that issue with the elbow and he's not expected to come back until when. Do you know? I think at this point that they were saying not to start the year, right? I think it's a couple of weeks in, and it's it's super unfortunate because Tyrone Taylor is the kind of offensive player that could carve a role for himself, you know, in that outfield. I think he mm-hmm. has a chance to do more than be what he was last year, even if he if he's healthy. So yeah, I think that's it's kind of a, a bummer for him because it's poor timing. Uh, let's go over to the pitching staff real quick. You got Burns, Woodruff, Lauer, Peralta, Miley, and, and through that list, they've got some guys that can get it done. Obviously, Devin Williams has been really good in the World Baseball Classic, but I don't worry so much about their starting pitching. I, I think it's more so the the early and or middle relief before you get to the bullpen. We know it's Devin Williams' job to lose, but the middle relief uh, does it concern you? It always. <laughs> It's an every year kind of thing just because it, it rotates out every year. And it's like I, I have much more trouble, you know, pegging who is who and what is what uh, in a bullpen than I do anywhere else on a, on a major league team these days. Uh, I think one of the things that I, I like most about this team is you've got a couple of guys behind Devin's about this bullpen. You've got a couple of guys behind Devin Williams who can, you know, join and do something right away. The Hobie Milners of the world, like trying to build off of last year. But there's also a second group uh, that can fill in admirably in long relief. And I'm thinking about Hauser. And I'm thinking about when he returns from injury, Aaron Aspie, who is an impressive arm. I really, really like Aspie. And uh, those two, if they can fill in, you know, some innings in middle relief, if they can take care 
of some fifth and sixth and seventh innings and draw the occasional spot start. I mean, you remember the Brewers' big run in 2018 started with Burns and Woodruff as rookies doing just that, filling those middle relief uh, innings and then sort of swinging into a spot starter role. That makes the team different if you've got two strong arms in that middle relief. Real quick before we switch uh, over to Packers and Rodgers and all that stuff, give me your thought. What do they have in that farm system right now that excites you off the top of your head? Man, that's ah, that's interesting because that that group is is super close. Most of this current group is super close, but man, there is there is a hype around Jackson Churio that uh, I am always nervous to give someone with a one as the first digit of their age, but I think. If any shot against Great Britain during, uh... nope, we lost, uh, we lost, we lost Kevin. I'll get him back. Okay, I don't know if he was walking in a hallway or what, but all of a sudden Kevin was gone. Yeah, they uh, Cheerio's a guy that I know that they've got uh, a lot of hope for, and he's right. When you're that young, it's difficult. They've got some guys in rookie ball right now that uh, are are. Uh, somewhat thought of uh, Dylan O'Reilly is another one that uh, was ranked 25th originally in the system and has fallen off a little bit, but they're hoping that he has uh, a tremendous uh, a tremendous season this year. Uh, when you talk about rookie ball and uh, a couple other guys that uh, are highly ranked throughout the system, they've got uh, the uh, who's the the one outfielder the, uh, the Sal Freelick is one of the guys, Joey Weimer is one of the guys. Uh, they've got some of these guys that are in that minor league system, uh, but he had mentioned Jackson Cheerio, uh, who's the center fielder, and that guy just flies. He can get all over the place. He's a guy that's ranked real high in that uh, system. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think he's about seventh overall, if I'm not mistaken, when you start to look at some of the baseball rankings that have come out regarding the Milwaukee Brewers uh, in the uh, 2023. I know that uh, when I go to Joey Weimer, Weimer was ranked, I think it's in the 90s. Freelick is in the 60s. So they've got some guys that are starting to come on and get recognized, and it's you know their minor league system starting to cultivate some of that talent. Uh, but you just wonder how deep it's going to be because they, they're going to use what? Um, what? What did uh, David Stearns always say? David Stearns said we'll use you know the full forty man roster and then some at some point or another. So you got to figure with all the at bats and all the guys that go up and down and the movement that they like. Now, how much Matt Arnold likes to do that, we'll wait and see. You would assume he's the product of a guy like David Stearns and the way they've manipulated the roster over time. You would assume that he's going to be very much the same. So uh, I'm I'm just excited about the Brewers, but I'm still say, where is all the offense coming from? Where's the offense going to come from? So that's that's one of the bigger concerns that I have. Where are they gonna where are they gonna get the offense? Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. You want to chime in, talk a little Brewers baseball? We can. We were in the midst of uh, chatting a little bit with our buddy Kevin Holden from CBS fifty eight. Uh, while we do wait, uh, our friends at New Mel Medical want to remind you that uh, this portion of the program, uh, Kevin is going. Uh, we hope he's okay. <laughs> His phone just died or something. Uh, but uh, Ben says Kevin, he be gone. Um, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at New Mel Medical, treating guys with ED all over the state of Wisconsin, well beyond the borders, and uh, getting it done, and getting it done in many different facets, as a matter of fact. Uh, if you have ED, they can help you out. They they are the original. Others are trying to emulate, impersonate, whatever, but they're the original at doing all of this. That's our friends at the New Mel Medical Center. So if you're dealing with ED, you know it, your partner knows it, 414, anywhere, anywhere, call them, 414 414- 
414-455-4451. That's 414-455-4451. They deal with low testosterone levels. They can help you out with that. If you're feeling, if you're over the age of 30 and you're feeling sluggish and moody and tired and don't sleep all at night, you just, it's a, it's a terrible cycle to get into lack of energy and such. You're starting to put on weight. It's one of those things. You can give them a call 414-455-4451-414-455-4451. That's the new male medical center. We'll uh, pick up where we left off when we come back. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. Good place to go. Fish fry wise coming up. Uh, they've got some good food out of Okachi Lake. And that's at uh, Smoke on the Water. And uh, Chef Jerry Garcia always cooking up something good out there. They are always changing their menu, and it's always fantastic. Can't wait for the summer months to get here to sit on the deck right over the lake on Okachi and just uh, enjoy the scenery. Then there's Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon on Hubertus in Hubertus. That's a good old-fashioned Wisconsin bar, man. Great restaurant, uh, really good breakfast on the weekend. Stop in and, uh, either place, Smoke on the Water or Sloppy Joe's Saloon and Spoon. Either place, fantastic to go to. Um, Shoehorn says, uh, what's with all the Mike Clemens love for Alan Lazard? He went to the Jets because of uh, the money. Lazard's an average wide receiver. He's talking about him like he's a star. No, he, he did things in Green Bay for Aaron Rodgers. He wasn't terrible. I've said that all along. He's just not... There's nothing dynamic about him. And, yes, he went to – they felt he was an upgrade. Um, But, it, you know, I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, he, he's, he's not that great. He's a good, not great receiver. And there's – but he is a confidant of Aaron Rodgers. He's a friend of Aaron Rodgers. And – Therefore, he can help Rodgers once he gets there. And like I had mentioned, it's you're getting him in now. And therefore, between him and Nathaniel Hackett, they can already start talking offensively about what Rodgers likes, what he doesn't like, the guys around him. If they choose to get together or talk to him, they can talk to him about what Rodgers does and doesn't like, how he likes to do things, all that kind of stuff. It, it doesn't, it doesn't, again, it doesn't hurt them, you know? It doesn't hurt them. But if they want to use him more as uh, you know, a primary pass catcher, I mean, okay, you're you're not uh <laughs> you're gonna be a little disappointed. Because even in some of the biggest moments, Aaron Rodgers didn't throw him the football. Think about uh, the, the blocking yeah, ahead, packages man. that Hackett can oh, put in though. God, Are you kidding me? Just if huge. they get Lewis too. Right. I yeah, do find, uh, uh, all jokes aside, we all wonder why the red zone offense struggled after Devontae left. When he was there, right. it was because he would get open no matter who covered him, and then the ball would get there. It's like, okay, you have all the guys on the field. One of your tight ends doesn't really catch. He only blocks. One of your receivers mm -hmm. is also a terrific blocker. So I wonder why, when you're deep in the red zone, you aren't having the guys catch the ball. You know what I mean? I, I never understood it. I, they, you know, again, even go, even go to Robert Tanyan, who Aaron Rodgers spoke so highly of. But yet, when it came to the red zone, he didn't even look Tanyan's direction. All these guys Rodgers wanted 
but it wasn't like he was utilizing them on the regular. And and that was what was always so puzzling about that was he would he would talk about how great they were and how how integral they were into the uh, conversation when it came to the operation of the offense, but he didn't throw them all the time. You know, I mean, it was it was Devontae or bust. And now he did throw more to Randall Cobb once, uh, you know, Devontae was gone. And Cobb, I thought, had a hell of a year this past year. For him, for Randall Cobb, for what he is. 877-867-1670. Hit us up, 877-867-1670. Now, um, uh, if you go to, I, I don't know what uh, specific site this is. Uh, but they're talking about, uh, did Aaron Rodgers actually tank the Packers' uh, trade value for him? Uh, and it says it's well within Aaron's, Aaron's right to take his time when deciding the NFL future. However, doing so year after year, much like his predecessor, seems to have impacted his reputation around the NFL. Rodgers knows retirement's around the corner. However, he may not be inclined to walk away just yet. The Packers appear ready to move on with Jordan Love, yada, yada, yada. Uh, does it diminish his trade value if he continues to do this and the Jets are looking at him saying, are you going to do this again next year? Because if so, his trade value for uh, just this year becomes less if he's going to be in it for at least two years. Obviously, he is worth more. But Rodgers doing this year after year after year, going into the darkness, saying he was 90% retired, coming back out, wanting wanting to play with a chip on his shoulder, this would all lead you to believe that he is the wishy-washy Aaron Rodgers he's always been, and therefore he's not worth anywhere near as much as people think you can get for him. And that that was sent. That's a article or something sent to me by Frank, and said, "What are your thoughts?" Um, I still think, and I said this to to Zach Rosenblatt, who was on with us a little bit earlier, um, that I I felt that. If you can say on one side of your face, if you're a Jets fan, that this guy gives us a chance of winning a Super Bowl, and and we're excited about that. I mean, we believe that we can get to a Super Bowl. If that's what you believe, and the linchpin is Aaron Rodgers, then is it, considering you haven't been to one since Joe Namath walked off the field, you haven't won a Super Bowl since then. So in that particular case, Hell yes, he's worth anything. Look at what the Rams did last year. They they mortgaged their next two, three years just to be able to get themselves a Super Bowl. And it, and it worked, and they won. And they won. But how much is it worth to the Jets and the Jets fans to get him in? I mean, that that's what you got to ask yourself. And if you believe that just getting there, uh, and getting deep into the postseason is worth it, then that's then you're going to pay that. <laughs> you know, I, I I mean, look, we had 30-plus years of Hall of Fame quarterback play, won two Super Bowls. We'd give anything to get to another one, right? Now you know where you're at. You're kind of in a, a reload versus rebuild mode. But you look at some of these other teams that are out there and think about that for a minute. Look where Detroit, Detroit, Chicago, Cincinnati, Cleveland, all these all these teams that have re- either won two, or haven't won one, or it's been so long since they've even had a shot at getting to one, what they would give. Cincinnati's never won one. Cleveland had killed. That's the reason they gave a guaranteed contract to Deshaun Watson. Detroit would love 
an opportunity. And they're building, and they're building it the right way. Miami would love to get back. They le- While you have a good team and you have a team that is pretty fortified, you're thinking if my linchpin is a quarterback, you'd give almost anything to get back and win a Super Bowl. Right? I think every I, I think every general manager would say that that's what they would love to do. Now it's whether or not you have the draft capital, the space, and how good you are, and whether you're the, just that quarterback away from getting there. Uh, yeah, the whole Stafford argument. Everybody talks about they should get the exact same as the Stafford deal. They're not going to get that. Stafford still can play. Now, that's debatable because of the elbow injury and kind of the season he had last year, but. Uh, Stafford can still play, whereas Rodgers, he's, he's con- – I mean, he, again, he had 90, 90% of his foot in the I'm not coming back to play anymore, which all – you know, and, and, and this one this one's from Seller Dweller Dave, who says, do you really think Aaron Rodgers was going to walk away from all that money? I think he was just saying it just to try to prove a lot of us wrong that he really could walk away from the game, but ultimately he's coming back. I 100% agree with you. I, I, and again, I don't think he was walking away from what was it, fifty, sixty million bucks. I just don't think he was. I, you, he can argue that he can tell you different, okay. But the bottom line is he's coming back, and he's not getting what he wants other than the fact that he's going to go to New York. He didn't get the Packers to fly out there. They weren't, you know, they weren't kissing his ass. They weren't begging him to come back. They, as a matter of fact, they were kind of tired of the act and said, we need an answer. We need to know if you're all in or not. He doesn't answer his phone. He doesn't talk to people. You know, he's notorious for that. But yet, once transparency, okay, yada, yada, yada. And they're kind of like, you know what? We're just tired. We're just going to move on. We've got a guy we believe who we traded up to get in the first round. We believe he's a pretty good quarterback. So we're going to take the shot. We're going to take the shot. So they did. And whether Rodgers came out of the darkness and found out that the Packers were, quote, shopping him or whatever the, the they were actually doing, and that pissed him off, or he had decided in the darkness to come back, I don't know. But I never thought for a minute that he was walking away from $60 million. Not when you work so hard to get that contract. It just doesn't make sense. And he kept saying it's not about the money, but if it wasn't about the money, then why'd you take all the money? So I... You know, I mean, Dallas would kill. You know, you're right. You're right, Steve. Dallas would kill just to get back to a Super Bowl. Jerry wants to get it, get there again before he croaks. So, hell yes. Hell yes, they want to get back. Let's go to Doug listening to us in, in Luxembourg. Doug, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Hey, thanks for taking my call right away. Uh, I just think the hang-up here is uh, ever since the Russell Wilson deal where it just totally backfired on him. I don't think these teams are willing to give up the boat for uh, for a player like Aaron Rodgers anymore. I think it's 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 swung the opposite way. Even with the Stafford deal, they got their Super Bowl, but that's pretty much all they got out of it. Now now mm-hmm. they're hurting for picks, and Stafford didn't have a great year. Got injured. I just think these teams are gun shy. They're not going to pull these types of deals anymore. I think it's fair to ask for the 13th pick for Rodgers, and I'd be happy if if that's all they got for him. I think that'd be an even deal right there. 
No, I agree with that. Um, if, if that's all they get for Rodgers, I'm I'm good with that. I mean, I think there's still going to be a conditional second-round pick or third-round pick or something next year. But if they just get a first-round pick for him this year, I appreciate the phone call. I agree with you. I don't think – I think the, the – and you mentioned the Stafford deal. I don't think anybody in A would trade the Super Bowl for the Stafford deal. I think they looked at it as we know what we're doing. We know we're throwing ourselves into salary cap jail. We understand we're just giving away the farm, but we really believe we have the team that can get the win and get a ring. And I think there is nothing, nothing that would they would trade uh, back for that uh, for that Super Bowl. So I, I don't think they regret that at all. Now it kind of sucks where you're sitting, you know, a couple of years removed from uh, winning the Super Bowl. But I, I don't think they regret it. D- Denver, however, Denver is, is yeah, Denver's got a huge amount of buyer's remorse. I mean, Which it's already surprising. killed a coach. Bill, it's surprising because Hackett makes learning fun. <laughs> right. He had all the little sayings and the quips and all the different things that Aaron Rodgers loved. So I'm sure they're, they, they're going to get a big dose of that in New York now. It's a big selling point. It's a reason to go to New York. I don't know why that Lazard quote didn't get more run. Um, I want to play with him because he makes learning fun. It's like, come on. It's not the seventh grade. No. I kept kept waiting for that little little rainbow to fly above his head that says, the more you know. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) Makes learning fun. Yeah. It's the NFL. Makes learning fun. It's just, just great. It's just awesome. Uh, 877-867-1670. Hit us up. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by Great Lakes Dragaway. For those that have the need for speed, go to greatlakesdragaway.com. 2023 almost upon us. Greatlakesdragaway.com. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Is that like, ooh, you make loving fun uh, from Fleetwood Mac, Stevie Nicks? Instead, it's make learning fun. Alan Lazard is talking about Nathaniel Hackett. He's, just love that guy. Learning is so easy. Uh, there are coaches, I, I will say this, and not to make fun, but there are coaches who have the ability to teach uh, better than others. So it's, it's you know, I, I get it. I understand it. Um, some coaches can get through to certain players. Other coaches can't. Doesn't mean that uh, that coach is smarter or not smarter than the average bear. Just, you know, just means they have the ability to kind of reach players, which is ultimately what you, uh, what you want your coaches to be able to do, put you in the be- best position to be successful. Imagine that. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if you want to give us a shout. Um, what was it? What was the caller asking, Ben? If there would be a special spaces radiothon this year. Um, we talked about it, and here's the thing. we uh, Because uh, Joey, our, our guy at Albanese's, they're closing. So we don't have a place to do it as of yet, and we were trying to determine some dates. And because of travel and such, we haven't been able to pin it down. But, yes, we want to do that. We, we, had, a, we had a fun time. It's not really a radiothon. It was just uh, we, we did some celebrity bartending, and we stepped behind the bar, uh, myself, Gina Della, some others, 
And uh, then um, uh, Joey over at Albanese's, he donated 500 bucks, and he would match the, the tips that we made up to $500. And then we had uh, CIBM Bank had jumped on board, and they donated some money and matched the tips. And, and we would love to do that again. You know, we would love to get some corporate, uh, you know, sponsors and, you know, have them just say, hey, whatever you guys can make in tips, we'll match. And, and it would be great. We'd love to do that again. We just need to find a place to go. And we got a lot of bars and restaurants and stuff that are sponsors of the program, yes. But uh, it's also, it's got to be good for them because they have to be able to kind of, you know, give their bar and give their staff up to us for a night. Uh, and then we've got to be able to do it most likely on like a Thursday night. Uh, works best usually, so we'd like to do it then, and then go from there. We need to, we need to, uh, you know, put a couple of, you know, uh, specific people in place. I guess myself, Gina, and whoever else wants to join us behind the bar and make some money, and hopefully do it and raise awareness for special spaces. But yeah, we'd love to do that. Um, and you know what? I got to put that back on my radar. We we went to the special spaces event uh, about a month and a half ago right when we got back from Super Bowl and we were there and we talked about it. And the problem is uh, Albanese's is closing at the end of the month. They've only got 10 days left. So if you're thinking about going to Albanese's, you better get there. But yeah, they've only got 10 days left before they close it down. And uh, then all the stuff out of there is going to be removed. And then a car wash is going to be built there, unfortunately, or fortunately, I mean, it's right down the street from my house. So maybe that's not a bad thing, but yeah, a car wash is going in right there. So um, we'd like to. We'd like to. Uh, 877-867-1670. This one is from Melissa who says, uh, for all of those people criticizing Aaron Rodgers, it is his life. Why don't they give him more time to make up his mind? Um, Melissa, you know, I, I, you're right. There's two sides to this. One is the human being side. Aaron Rodgers was figuring out whether or not he wanted to play. Completely understand. But there are other things revolving around his decision free agency revolves around his decision of teams that may or may not want him uh the team that like the jets what can they and can they not afford they have to rework that contract so they can't even go out and get additional players you know because they've got to figure out what they need to bring him in the packers the same i mean it's like a ripple on a pond you know it's not just a splash and nothing it's the splash and all the ripples because you need to figure out your team. They need to figure out their team. Additional pieces. It's not just as simple. Now, if he was only making, you know, a couple million bucks, it's it's a no-brainer. You know, take as much time as you want. We can go do our thing. We'll continue to build a team. But with that size of a salary and everything kind of hanging in the balance off of that, he has to understand that it's, it's not just his future he's determining. He's determining franchises. And what direction they go and who will and will not be with those franchises. So it's easy to say, you know, give him all the time he needs. But it, it, it really isn't that simple, unfortunately. But uh, but I, I understand where you're at. 877-867-1670. Uh, Rudy says, uh, hey, guys, great program. All the talk about Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets makes me feel like I'm on the East Coast again. Oh, he's he's uh, an East Coaster to begin with. Um. So he also goes on to say that uh, I think the Brewers are going to finish second in their division. I think they're going to be better than the Reds, the Cubs, and the Pirates, but they're not going to be better than the Cardinals. Uh, I also look for the Phillies to get back to a World Series real soon. Ben, do you agree? Uh, ben, do you agree with uh, with the email? That'd be cool. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, but you agree. No, they are. They have that ability. Oh, well, the the team is ridiculously good. But as a Phillies fan, I've learned that it never really will go that way. They're going to be hurt. There's going to be some really bad play, and then they'll sneak into the playoffs. But actually, there was news today that so Bryce Harper had Tommy John, if anybody cares, mm-hmm. and it's a, he's going to come back a lot earlier than they expected, like like mid-May maybe, only miss a month hmm. and a half. But Trey Turner's unbelievable. A bunch of the signings are are good. I'm excited. Um, I found way, myself uh, watching uh, Philly's postseason highlights yesterday. If that oh, means did anything. you really? Yeah. Was that getting you ready for the World Baseball Classic? No, just just a way to you know get excited, pass the time, pass the okay. time, be happy, things of that nature. <laughs> um. By the way, we never said Rogers tanked the season, so some people are mistaking that. We never said that. Uh, the article said that Rogers tanked his value has tanked his value in terms of what the Packers could get because of saying he was 90% retired, saying he only wanted to play for the Jets, uh, that he tanked the value that the Packers could get for him, that they kind of sabotaged the trade. And so the Jets were sitting in the catbird seat because they're like, look, he's only going to play for us a year, so you're not going to get our first-round draft choice. And he's already said he was 90% ready to retire, but he only wants to play for us. Nobody else is bidding, so why should we get anything more? And the Packers are sitting there going because he's Aaron Rodgers and because uh, you keep thinking that if you're going to win a Super Bowl with him, you're going to have to pay a premium to get there. So both sides are right. It just depends on who's going to blink first. But we never said that he was tanking a season. That's That was never stated. Just an FYI. So we're clear on that. Um. This is from Michael who says, do you think the Jets have plan B or they would have panicked by now and just have given in? Maybe Stafford? No. I, I Yeah, there, there's always a plan B. But in the grand scheme of things, no. I think it's the, the, there's no reason to panic just yet. And for them, they don't panic until after, till the season starts upon us. They don't have to panic. You know, then they panic. But otherwise, no, they don't have to worry about panicking at all. The Packers, if they want a draft choice this year, then, yeah, then there there's some urgency to get this deal done before April 27th, which is the first night of the NFL draft. So for the Packers, yes. For anybody else, no. Just an FYI. Um. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy, and this one real quick. Uh, this is from uh, this is from Michael, who says, uh, "Who you got tonight? Wisconsin or Oregon?" Uh, I'd like to see Wisconsin win. I'd like to see them keep winning. That'd be great. I I, I think. Look, I, first of all, I probably would pick Oregon, but I'll say this: the fact that you're getting postseason experience and you're still playing. Again, I go back to what does it hurt? It doesn't hurt anything. So I'm not, I I don't have a problem with it. Some people have a problem with it. Like, well, you're in a tournament, but it's not the NCAA tournament. So it's, it's, it's kind of a joke. No, not really. I mean, not to these guys. They're still playing. They're playing for something. Guards still coaching. The players are still playing. They're still working on things whether it's defense, whether it's rebounding, passing the basketball, 
different game plans, different different faces. I, I don't have a problem with it. Keeping players from leaving the program, hopefully. Keeping play keeping players from leaving the program. I, I don't I don't mind it. Who you got tonight, Ben? Uh, I'll take the Badgers, I guess. I've Japan beating the US. In the mo- that wasn't even the question. Probably the more significant. Well, it's tonight, you know? Right. I, Two I, big games tonight. I, I probably, Badgers, Oregon, and uh, United States and Japan. I mean, I'll take the Badgers. Do I think that they'll okay. travel to the West Coast and shoot the ball well? No. And they're probably not better, but I don't know. Who knows? Spot in the final okay. four on the line. You can't really, you can't put a, a, a point total on that. Gets the people what, going. What would it, what would it mean? If okay, let's just say this: What would it mean if the Badgers won the NIT? Almost nothing, unless right. they had beaten Michigan, who already lost in hilarious mm-hmm. fashion. By the way, they're up nine with a minute left, and then they they choked, and then they lost on a Hunter Dickinson goaltend, which I like. You just hate to see it to a team mm-hmm. like that, you know? Yeah. So uh, yeah, pretty much nothing. I I mean the the run is it's good. You're helping guys gain confidence, get better, go through a postseason type tournament. But but there is nothing bad about this. No. No, not at all. I agree. There's and, nothing bad about any of this. If anything, it could be good because maybe a player or two thought about transferring and we're, we're going to. And there is a chance that a run could be the thing that kept them together going through something like this with, with the team, which is pretty much staying for the most part together next season. Mm-hmm. Not to, but I just don't want them to raise a banner. That's where we draw the line, I think. <laughs> well, any championship's a championship. Now, they, do they? They don't put up banners for any other tournaments, do they? Not that I can remember. No. Well, they put up Big Ten champion banners in the well, regular yeah. season, yes, 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 even yes, if it's yes. tied, which I'm, I'm here yeah. for. But yeah, we don't right. need NIT banners. We don't need Big Ten West champion banners, even though it's been a while. Right. And you don't need like you know Maui Invitational banners or anything like that. You don't you don't worry about that stuff. What you what you worry about is Big Ten championship banners and uh, and NCAA tournament banners, Final Four banners, stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I'm in on that. Making the Final Four. Sure. Okay. All right. There you go. So there's our thoughts. Uh, I, although I think Oregon's probably a little bit better. Badgers play, play solid defense. Keep uh, keep them on the perimeter. Um, you know, take them off their shot a little bit, rebound extremely well, and maybe just get hot. I I, I say that almost uh, with with wishful thinking, but you know, who knows? Who knows? Congrats uh, to point. your to your Xavier Musketeers, though, making it oh, into the me. the Sweet Sixteen. That's exciting well, for Cincinnati. I'm sure everybody that goes to Xavier welcomes you and says thank you. Uh, the the Irish Cultural and Heritage Center, we had a great time down there on Friday night uh, at, on St. Patrick's Day. Went in and got uh, some food and went to the pub and uh, just had a terrific time. It's right on West Wisconsin Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Call uh, Corey over there, 414-345-8800. 414-345-8800. It's a nonprofit, but they do a great job at so many different events, so many different bands, so much music coming up. And if you're looking for a place to get married, if you're looking for a place for reception, whatever it happens to be, and you're not, you know, you don't have a ton of money, this is a place to go. And it's beautiful on the inside. 
Go to the Irish Cultural Heritage Center, ICHC.net. That's ICHC.net. Or give Corey a call, 414-345-8800. 414-345-8800. Final segment, Bill Michael Show, next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you, our friends at Buzzard Billy's. And uh, I had mentioned this the other day that I uh, got a really nice email from a friend of ours uh, that listens out in that area and said that they enjoyed Buzzard Billy's, but also the Starlight Lounge upstairs. So both terrific places to go. So if you're heading out uh, and you're going to do a little seafood, do a little uh, Friday night fish fry, Buzzard Billy's, really good place. They've been doing the, you know, the seafood stuff for a long, long time anyway. So stop in out there and then head upstairs afterwards. Or maybe just if you're going to do a date night, go to the Starlight Lounge. Good date night. A couple of martinis, a little bit of music. Good to go. Not a bad way to go. Uh, What did we miss today? One Ben Kenny. Oh, we got music. I do have music. So this probably deserves more time, and maybe we could talk about it coming up tomorrow. But a... A freshman on the Alabama football team was arrested recently for okay. driving in the 140s with weed and, and money in the car with the intent to distribute. But it wasn't that that kind of shook the world because he was he was kicked off the team as he goes through. Oh, he was. Oh, I figured he was going to be made quarterback. Well, Nick Saban actually at his press conference yesterday said, quote, as he's describing the situation, said there is no such thing as being in the wrong place at the wrong time. So, in other words, he doesn't agree with what went on with the uh, the basketball program. Pretty much a direct shot, yes. Like the basketball it. Program, like it. Which I love. It made me think there's no way Saban is Mr. Alabama and runs, I, I mean, probably a pretty clean ship. There's no way he's happy with what's gone on with the basketball program there. Right. I would agree with that. I guess that's his way of of making his feelings heard, even though I figure he would be the guy to go see how he feels about stuff. Right. So that happened, and, and that's ongoing, and Alabama's Love obviously still it. playing. The other news from today was that Tobin Anderson, the Fairleigh Dickinson head coach, parlayed his win in the tournament to the head coaching job at Iona, which was vacated by one Rick, Rick Pitino, Pitino, who went to St. John's. Gotcha. Hiring coaches based off of an impressive win in the tournament. A, a tale as old as time. There you go. That it? That's it. I, I I mean, not to bore people. I, I am like completely stunned you didn't go to the live. What, their you, ratings? You saw, oh, their ratings are well, terrible. The ratings were terrible, but you saw that they've added, because remember, they were only going to play 10 events, and the players are like, this is great. Ten events is all we got to do. Okay, cool. <laughs> now they've added fourteen. Yep. To to fourteen, and they're talking next year going to twenty to twenty one events. Which and did you see they've cut back on everything? Oh yes. Uh, yeah. I, maybe we could do that another time. No more. Pr- right. No more private jets. No. All the camera crews. No more benefits because they're they're money tight. All the star players that got paid the money absolutely stink at golf. And, and yeah, those events you also add four majors. And then all the qualifying events they have to play to qualify for the majors. And they're playing I guess more than there normal. Is a limit to the Saudis' money because they have. They, I mean, they're cutting back on like producers. 
Yep. People with guaranteed jobs. Well, the broadcast sucks anyway. So the broadcast is terrible. I mean, it's like wow. I mean, it this thing. I we thought it would go five years. I bet you this thing at the end of the season, this thing folds like a cheap suit. Oh, the players want out. A bunch of them. No, well, some of the players have said, "Look, I got a boatload of money in the bank. I'll do whatever they tell me to do." So I mean, they're getting paid, but oh, this I never thought it would go down this quick. This is I mean, the live tournament. Oof. Bad. All right, time for us to go. We'll be back out of the game tomorrow. Until then, have a good one. See you.